Good morning. It is awesome to, to be here and, and see you all here and celebrate fathers and celebrate a risen Savior. This morning, uh, man, as I think about Father's Day, I, I was blessed with a wonderful father who's been gone for a while now, but there's lessons that I learned from him that I think of every day. Just some of the sayings that he had just uh, every now and then will pop in my head. And uh, We were a baseball community too when I was growing up and uh, we didn't have the best field in the world and there'd be a little rock and gravel. I, I spent most of my summers with black eyes and I'll never forget my dad when it happened, he'd look at me and say, son, that's going to feel real good when it quits hurting. Uh, I could share a, a lot more with you, but... Uh, we could be here all day because he was quite a storyteller as well. But, um, but again, it is wonderful to celebrate uh, our fathers. And, and we're blessed with some wonderful men in this church and some good examples uh, to follow. And I'm thankful for each of you. Um, this morning, I'm going to talk about faith of our fathers. And we're going to, I'm actually going to read, we're going to talk mostly about Abraham. I'm going to read uh, the passage from Galatians 3. I'm going to read verses 6 through 14. And then I'm going to read verses 26 through 29. Just as Abraham believed God, and it was reckoned to him as righteousness... So you see, those who believe are the descendants of Abraham. And the scripture foreseeing that God would reckon as righteous the Gentiles by faith declared the gospel, declared the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, All the Gentiles shall be blessed in you. For this reason, those who believe are blessed with Abraham who believed. For all who rely on the works of the law under a curse... For it is written, Cursed is everyone who does not observe and obey all things written in the book of the law. Now it is evident that no one is reckoned as righteous before God by the law. For the one who is righteous will live by faith. But the law does not rest on faith. On the contrary, whoever does the works of the law will live by them. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. In order that Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham, might come to the Gentiles so that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. For in Christ Jesus you are all children of God through faith. As many of you as are baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. There is no longer Jew or Greek. There is no longer slave or free. There is no longer male or female, for all of you are in Christ Jesus, and in you belong to Christ. Then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. And this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for, uh, for that scriptures, Lord. Just thank you for... Uh, 
for Abraham, Lord, and the promises that you made to him. Lord, I, I pray as we go through this lesson that, that, that you open our minds, you open our hearts, and we receive the blessing that you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Abraham. I want to spend a few minutes talking about Abraham. You see, he's the key figure to many of the world religions, to three of the world religions. As Christians, we regard him as our spiritual father through Christ. You see, it's even consistent with his name. God changed his name from Abram to Abraham, and it means father of many. Father of many. In Genesis 17, 5, it says, Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. You see, central to the uh, story of Abraham and the importance of the story of Abraham are three promises God made to him. The first promise is land. He promised him land. He also promised him nations, and he promised the blessing of his seed. And the land promise, again, he promises Abraham and his descendants land. He promises them a place to be. Genesis 12, 1 and verse 1 and verse 7 says, Now that the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And then in verse 7 it says, Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offspring I will give this land. So he built there an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. And then in Genesis 13 it goes on to say, For all the land that you see I will give you and to your offspring forever. I will make your offspring like the dust of the earth, so that if one can count the dust of the earth, your offspring can also be counted. Rise up, walk through the land, through the length and the breadth of the land, for I will give to you. Again, that first promise that God makes to Abraham is he promises a nation. He promises a nation. In Genesis 12, it says, I will be maker of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. And then next, he promises a blessing, blessing of the seed, the blessing of his offspring. It says uh, in Genesis 12, I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And all the nations of the earth will be blessed by your offspring because you have obeyed my command. And your offspring shall be like the dust of the earth, and that you shall spread abroad to the west and to the east, and to the north and to the south, and all the families of the earth shall be blessed in you and in your offspring. Those are the promises that God made to Abraham. And the really, the really exciting thing is each of those promises we can read in the Bible has been fulfilled. Every promise that God made to Abraham has been fulfilled. The fulfillment of these promises is basically the theme of the Bible. The fulfillment of the nation promise is found in Genesis 46, 3. God tells Jacob, then he said, I am God, the God of your father. Do not be afraid to go to Egypt, for I will make you a great nation there. Exodus 1, 7 says, but the Israelites were fruitful and prolific. 
they multiplied and grew, grew exceedingly strong so that the land was filled with them. So God's promise of a nation is fulfilled. And then he promised Abraham also, he promised them land. He promised him land. And in the days of Joshua that was fulfilled, Joshua 21, 43 through 45 says, Thus the Lord gave to Israel all the land that he swore to their ancestors that he would give them. And having taken possession of it, they settled there. And the Lord gave them rest on every side, just as he had sworn in their ancestors. Not one of all their enemies had withstood them. For the Lord had given all their enemies in their hands. Not one of all the good promises that the Lord had made to the house of Israel had failed. All came to pass. So in Joshua, it says that the land promised to Abraham has been fulfilled. And then the seed promise, the blessing of the seed, if we turn to Acts 3, 25 and 26, it shows that it's also been filled. It says, you are the descendants of the prophets and of the covenant that God gave to your ancestors, saying to Abraham, and in your descendants, all the families of earth shall be blessed. When God raised up his servant, he sent him first to you to Bless you by turning each of you from your wicked ways. So all three of these promises have been fulfilled that God made to Abraham. And in the early days, in the early church, early days of the church, many people sought to limit these blessings. They sought to limit these blessings. They sought to limit it to the physical descendants of Abraham to Christians who were circumcised and kept the law. But in Acts 15.1, it says, Then a certain individual came down from Judea and were teaching the brothers, Unless you are circumcised according to the customs of Moses, you cannot be saved. So they're trying to limit that seed until, to, the, to the Orthodox Jews, the Jews that had been circumcised, the Jews that were direct blood descendants. But in Galatians, Paul dealt with this issue. That's what this scripture is about that we read at first. He deals with this issues. He opens up the saving grace of Jesus Christ to all who have faith in him. Whether you're blood descendant or you're not, whether you're Jew or Gentile, Jesus died for you. These promises that were fulfilled to Abraham are the promises that are fulfilled in our lives today. We're all the sons and daughters of Abraham. You see, just as Abraham believed God, we're called to believe God also. God's still answering promises today. But without faith, it's impossible to please God. We can't be good enough for the glory of heaven. We can't be good enough to earn our salvation. The only way we can do it is through faith. In God, through faith in a risen Savior. This faith is demonstrated by Abraham. Hebrews 11.6 says, And without faith it is impossible to please God, for whoever would approach him must believe that he exists, and he rewards those who seek him. You see, Abraham believed in the Lord, and the Lord reckoned him righteous. Indeed, only in faith did he do this. You see, this is what the blessing of the seed promise refers to. All of his offspring, 
everybody who puts their faith in God, like Abraham did, everybody that puts their faith in a risen Savior will be blessed. You see, the ones that have the, those of us who have the kind of faith that Abraham had, the faith in the Lord that when the Lord promises to give us something, when the Lord promises to do something for us, and we put our faith and our love and our trust in Him, He fulfills His promises. But we've got to be willing to walk in that faith. You see, Abraham was. We've got to follow his example. We've got to be obedient to faith like he was. We can't depend on how good we can work the law. Even though when we accept our, uh, uh, we, we accept our relationship with Jesus Christ, we accept him as our Lord and Savior, of course, Jesus took care of the law for us. Our righteousness will not get us a, a saving relationship. Only a relationship with Jesus Christ, only accepting him, his perfect atonement, can we do that. That doesn't mean that we shouldn't do good works and we shouldn't follow the law. Once we have that relationship, our goal is to be more and more like Christ every day. To have the faith of Abraham, but to walk more like Christ every day. And when we do this, we'll do good works. We'll follow the law. But as human beings, we're always coming up short. You've ever come up short? Have you ever been really trying something? I'm going to do it this time. And then you start relying on your own strength. And we fail. But praise the Lord when we do, through our relationship, through Jesus Christ being the atonement for our sins, that he welcomes us with open arms. He welcomes us with open arms because he fulfilled the, the law. We can't be justified on our own, but through a relationship with Jesus Christ, through what he's done for us, we are justified. Through faith like Abraham, we are an heir of Abraham. When we put our faith in a risen Savior, people should notice. We should be walking a little different. When our faith is in Jesus Christ and we're filled with the Holy Spirit, again, we should be able to be kind to folks that may not be so kind to us. We should be able to do things in His name that we cannot do on our own because our faith is in a risen Savior. Again, who's fulfilled the promises that He's given us. We should live for Him every day. Again, I spent a few days in Boston this week. It's a little different in Boston than it is here. There's a Chestnut Hill there. I visited it, but it's not the same Chestnut Hill. It's not near as pretty. The people there are really, really nice, but they're not as nice as the people in our Chestnut Hill. But it is a pretty place. And what I realize when I travel, because I'd never been to the Northeast. I'd never been to New England. And what I realize is I talk to people up there. You know what? People are people. They talk funny. <laughs> they thought I was talking a different language, I believe. But... Uh, but people are people. We have so many things in common. Anymore, we, we, we try to look for differences. When in reality, everywhere I've ever been, human beings are human beings. No matter if you're in this chestnut hill or, 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 the, or the other chestnut hill, 
people are people. We have needs. One thing is we need each other. The other thing is we need the love and forgiveness of a risen Savior. I don't care if you're in Chestnut Hill, Tennessee, God's country, or you're in Chestnut Hill in New England, which is also beautiful. We need God's saving grace. We can't do it on our own. You see, we're all recipients of the blessing of Abraham. When it talks about the blessing of the seed, we're all seeds of Abraham. You see, Jesus promised us this to all who believe in John 7, 37 to 39. Paul reminded us in Galatians that we received all this through faith. These promises we received through faith. So the heirs of Abraham are those who have been redeemed by Christ. When we're redeemed by Christ, we're recipients of this blessing. And when we do that, we become children of God. We're not our own anymore. When we accept Christ's saving grace, we're blessed by the promise that he made to Abraham, but we're also in his family. As we celebrate this Father's Day, again, we have wonderful fathers here. I've been blessed with, wonderful, with, with a wonderful father, but also other uh, wonderful fathers in my life. But the most amazing thing is I'm blessed with a heavenly father that loves me more than I can imagine. Those are the blessings that we need to be thankful for today. Again, yes, our earthly fathers are important, but the loving relationship that we can enter with the father because of the sacrifice that Jesus has made for us. That's what's truly special. And again, once we accept that loving relationship with Jesus Christ, we're never alone again. His Holy Spirit dwells within us. Again, no matter whether we're in Chestnut Hill and this area or for another Chestnut Hill or for wherever in the world we are, the Holy Spirit was with us. Matter of fact, He's already there. Oftentimes, in our, we try to limit where God can be. You ever heard, you know, God, well, we can't have God here, we can't have God there. In reality, God is everywhere. I've never visited anywhere that God was not already there ready to meet me. When I taught in public schools, even when I went to my classroom, God was there. When I went to Boston this week, God was already there. When I came home, God was there. I can't get away from his grace. I can't get away from his presence. That's the wonderful thing that we need to be thankful for. Is once we enter in this relationship with, 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 with Jesus Christ, we're never alone again. Our Heavenly Father walks with us. You see, we're the heirs of Abraham. We accept the promise that God gave Abraham years ago. And those who are in faith walk in these steps of faith, like Abraham did, who Christ has redeemed, who've received the Holy Spirit. You see, we become sons and daughters of God. We're in His family now, through Christ Jesus. You see, we can't do it on our own. Again, we have to rely on His strength. We have to put our faith in Him. 
We can't calm a storm. I can't do it. But I know who can. I can't reach salvation on my own. But I know who can offer me that salvation. I know who's delivered me and given me that salvation. I can point you that direction. Again, this saving grace is for all of us. You see, Galatians 3, 28 and 29 reminds us, There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you're, if you're Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to his promise. I want to end with three questions. Do you have faith in Christ? Have you been redeemed by Christ? And are you a child of God? When we look at these promises that God gave Abraham, and he fulfilled these promises, and, 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 and this is the scripture. The scripture assures us that when we put our faith in Christ, these promises are just as valid now as they were then. We're in God's family. We're not strangers. We're in His family. That's pretty neat. He's our Father. We're brothers and sisters in Christ. And through Him we can do some amazing things. I want to repeat these questions. Do you have faith in Christ? Have you been redeemed by Christ? Are you a child of God? I hope you can answer yes to all three, but if you can't, it's, it's not too late to enter that relationship, to accept that saving grace of Jesus Christ. This morning, if you're here, if you're listening online, I'd love to pray with you. I can't, again, I can't, give you salvation, but I know who can. And again, it's through that faith and that walk and that acceptance of Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, again, just thank you so much for this morning. Lord, thank you for what this day means um, for our earthly fathers. Lord, just thank you for, for giving us a day to celebrate them, but also... Lord, I, I want us to celebrate you, our Father in heaven. Lord, we're part of your family. Not because of anything that we've done, but because of the promises you've made and you, the promises you've kept. Lord, when we enter that relationship with Jesus Christ, we're children of God. And I want to thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen.